The message of Christmas is the message of the gospel. Christ came to earth to make a way for man to come to God. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study what God says about the birth of His Son. If I were to ask you to share with me the Christmas story, immediately you would make a beeline for the gospel according to Matthew or the gospel according to Luke. And yet it's interesting that some of the greatest Christmas passages are not found in the New Testament. They're found in the Old Testament. It's a reminder that all of God's Word is connected and that the Old Testament and New Testament don't compete with each other. They complete one another. The Old Testament is the foundation upon which the New Testament builds. It's a progressive revelation, God unveiling Himself to man. And one of the most amazing truths that I've discovered is that the first Christmas story is found all the way back in the book of Genesis. As a matter of fact, 4,000 years prior to the coming of Christ, you find the record of the first Christmas story. We discover it in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 15. You remember that the Bible refers to Christ as the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Well, I think this is a perfect example of that. Think of this. The setting is the Garden of Eden. The context is the fall of man. And at the very moment that sin entered in, in that setting, God the Father promised the gift of His own Son. Now that means when Adam and Eve were created, when they were placed in that garden, when they sinned against God, in the mind of the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ was already on that cross. I don't know what that means to you. Uh, that amazes me. I stand in awe of the grace of God. Remember, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And nowhere is that seen any more than in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 15. Now the setting is not Bethlehem, it's a garden. It's not on a quiet night, it's actually in the midst of a battle. There's a huge battle going on, a war, a war that would continue. And we'll see that in just a moment. And this first Christmas story, the message was not delivered to shepherds. It was not delivered to wise men. It was actually given to the devil. Think of that. The first Christmas notification went to Satan. God the Father made sure from the very outset that he knew how this was all going to end. All of Scripture, my friend, is the story of Christ. Would you listen to the beginning of the story? Genesis 3.15 says, "...and I will put enmity between thee and the woman." and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel." It's an interesting verse, isn't it? It is referred to as the first promise of the Messiah. It is literally the first mention. Now remember, all of Scripture connects to Christ. In the book of Genesis, He's the seed of the woman. In Exodus, He's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, He's our high priest. In Numbers, He's the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, He's the lawgiver. In Joshua, He's the captain of our salvation. In Judges, He is the perfect judge. In Ruth, He's the kinsman redeemer. In Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles, He's our sovereign Lord. He is the true king. In Ezra, He's the faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, He's the builder up of the broken down walls. In Esther, He's the one whose hand is present when His name is not always at work, even 
behind the scenes. Uh, in Job, he's our daysman. In Psalms, he's the Lord our shepherd. In Proverbs, he's wisdom incarnate. In Ecclesiastes, he is life. In Song of Solomon, he's the lover and the bridegroom. Uh, in Isaiah, he is that lamb that is slain, but praise God, is seated upon the throne. In Jeremiah and Lamentations, he's the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the wheel turning within the wheel. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in that fiery furnace. In Hosea, he's the faithful husband. In Joel, he is the one coming on the day of the Lord. And on and on and on the story goes. You study it out for yourself. But in every book of the Bible, you find Christ. One young minister years ago in England finished his sermon. And when he came down, he asked an older preacher, well, what did you think of the sermon? And the old man said, to be honest, I didn't like it at all. And the young man was shocked and he said, why? The fellow said, there was no Christ in it. And the young man said, well, that's because the passage I was preaching on was not about Christ. And the old wise preacher said, young man, every passage is about Christ. And the young man argued for a moment and he said, well, what if that passage doesn't name Christ in particular. And the old man said to this young protege, Son, there is a road in every village and hamlet in England that leads to London. And he said, There is a road from every text to Christ. And he said, If you do not find it easily, cross every hedge, jump every ditch you have to, but make a beeline for Christ. What he was saying was that the message of the Bible is the message of Jesus Christ. And we're introduced to that, this Christmas story, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 15. May I say to you, first of all, it's the story of Christ coming. Aren't you glad Christ came? Now, this is the promise that Jesus Christ would come. He said that there would be the seed of the woman coming. Now that's an unusual turn of phrase. Uh, normally, it's always a reference to the seed of the man. And yet here, the seed of the woman. Why? Because in Christ's case, He did not come from the man's line. No, He is the virgin-born Son of God. Galatians chapter 4 says, When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Uh, read Luke chapter 3 and you'll find Mary's genealogy. Ladies' genealogies were never recorded in Eastern culture. So why do we have Mary's line, Mary's genealogical record? Because that is the true line through which Jesus Christ came. It's a picture here of the grace of God. Uh, through the first woman, Eve, comes this transgression and this sin. But through a young woman named Mary comes what? Salvation. It's beautiful, isn't it? All oh, the mercy and grace of God. And so this mention of the seed is to us a message. It is the story that Jesus Christ surely would come. There's a second truth here. Not only is this the story of Christ coming, it's the story of Christ conflict. Because as soon as the seed is mentioned, it's mentioned in the context of being in a battle against the seed of the serpent. Who is that? That's the devil's offspring. And may I say to you, that's a battle that has raged from the very beginning of time. Why do you think uh, that Herod wanted to kill off all the baby boys? Who do you think put it in Haman's heart to kill off all the Jews? Uh, why do you think there was a Pharaoh that wanted to kill out all of the Jewish people in Egypt? Very simple. 
The devil was behind all of that. There's a conflict. That conflict continues to rage to this present hour, but praise God, we know not only the story of Genesis, but the story of Revelation. We know how the story ends. We know that the seed of the woman is triumphant in the end. Why? Because our God reigns forever. Do you personally know the Lord Jesus Christ? It is our prayer that you will trust Him and obey Him. May you and your family have a truly God-blessed Christmas. To make a year-end tax-deductible gift to this work and to find helpful resources to begin the new year, visit us online today at scottpauley.org.